Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Arakwell people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to share another one of my incredible team. As you guys know by now, we have this beautiful team of coaches that supports us in HDX, supports all the members with all their questions. Not hearing me? No, I can hear you. I had music playing also. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I can't hear it. <sighs> okay. um, I stopped it. So we're good yeah. to go. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so today we are talking to, or I am talking to our manifesting generator coach. Welcome, Nicole Hoover. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Do you want to just let everyone know what your design is? Type, strategy, authority. I mean, we know what your type is now and profile and incarnation cross, please. <laughs> yes. So I am a three, five emotional manifesting generator and I am the right angle cross of the sleeping Phoenix too. Mm. I am so, I do love a sleeping phoenix and I know I've, I mean, one of my kids is a sleeping phoenix, but you guys are a little bit magical. So I always am like, well, the new paradigm must be pretty good because you guys are pretty awesome. So um, exciting times. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So this series is really about helping people to integrate their design um, because there's a lot of the listeners out there that are new to human design. Um, and we also know that we have a lot of the leaders in this area as well. So we want to really talk about your experiment 
and um, how things, how life's changed, you know, now that you know this about yourself and now you're living more in alignment with it. So when did you actually begin your human design experiment? So I discovered human design in January of 2021, and it wasn't really anything that I was looking for. Um, Things have been going really well for us. I've kind of been on a personal development journey for a long time in my life. I've always had a strong desire to um, to just be the best person that I could be and to just, um, you know, shine brightly in the world. And life was actually going really well. Business was going really well. Mine and my husband's relationship was re- going really well. And my sister said to me at the end of a conversation, she's like, hey, have you ever heard of human design? And I was like, no, I haven't. What is it? She's like, well, I don't, I don't have time to talk about it right now, but you should really Google it. <laughs> and so I did. And that sent me down a rabbit hole. I didn't realize I was looking for human design, but once I found it, I feel like it's been the thing that I've been searching for, for like the last 20 years without even realizing I was looking for it. If that makes sense. Oh my God. It makes so much sense. Cause I feel like I was the same. I mean, there was definitely a gap for me. I was still looking for that purpose piece. Um, but yeah, I totally, it's that that thing. And and so funny, when I first came to human design, I first started teaching it, even when I changed the name of my podcast to be the human design podcast, I was like, oh my God, but I'm going to get bored of this. Like, that's what I do. I move on. Like, shit, what's going to happen then? And one of the things I think is fascinating is it never gets boring for me. Um, yes, I've now created this, you know, transformational human design, like any good MG would, right? We'd take, get all the other parts and put them together. Um, but yeah, I love that. It's that that thing that um, you didn't even know you, you, you need it until you have it. So good. Right. Well, and there's there is a, there was a little bit of that purpose piece. Like I knew that I wanted to do something different than what I was currently doing with the job. Like I, the business has fully supports us and it's right where, you know, it keeps, it, it helps us live the lifestyle that we want to live, but there's not that sense of fulfillment with it. And I always felt like I was designed for more and that I, I wanted to do more in the world. And so there, there was still like that little bit of purpose that I was still kind of searching for. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's, again, it's so interesting just hearing the line five, you know, the line five is so driven by this, this need for impact, this need to, to have their, you know, like their work in the world, uh, have their place in the world. I think that's so cool. Um, And I also think it's really beautiful that you already had this successful business. You already had all this success in your life and these good things, but understanding that there was room for something else. There was this room to really step into your purpose. Because I think a lot of people, um, I suppose we really look at or we focus on people that are really like miserable in their corporate life or they're miserable because they want to do work and they can't or whatever it is. But I also think there's this whole part of the, the world out there just like you. It's like, well, I'm happy and my work is giving me like 75% satisfaction. So maybe I should just put up with it. Whereas, you know, there's also, there's so much more in there. How does that feel? That a hundred percent, that resonates so much because I mean, there is a part of my design that is in alignment in the business that I do. Cause there's a, I help people. I, um, 
uh, there's sales in it and I have the channel of of the salesperson in there. So there's that that aspect of it. And I'm kind of bridging a gap. So I'm bringing two people together to meet a common goal. So there are parts of my design that is aligned with the work that I'm doing now. But yeah, there's that fulfillment piece. Like I want to be doing more. Mm, I love that. And I, I still remember, I think I say this often, like I still remember when I first got to know you. Um, I think we did an un- did we do an unpack first. Is that did we do that? I don't know. I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Before I did the mastermind, I yeah. did an unpack. But when when we did the the mastermind, I remember thinking like, wow, because you didn't have a necessarily easy childhood. You did have trauma. You also had this incredible attitude of like there was no blame. There was no, um, you know, a lot of holding on to the trauma or holding on to the story, it was straight away off the bat. It was always like, it's an opportunity to grow and help other people. And for me, I'm like, there's that sleeping Phoenix. Like, wow, it's just (laughs) my 16 year old who's walking with me on the Camino. um, You know, he said to me once when we were talking about his design, because he's a sleeping Phoenix. And I'm like telling him all about it. And he said, okay, mom. So if I have to help people rise from the ashes, that means I have to learn how to rise from the ashes. Is that right? And I'm like, yep, that's it, baby. So it's so cool to see that I really feel like you're the walking, talking expression of this sleeping phoenix. Thank you. It, you know, and and it's so funny because as I dig more into my design, I can see like all of that within my chart. I can see the um, you know, not playing the victim or not holding on to that victim mentality and letting that go. And I can see the, um, the, th- there's also, I think it's in the line four or maybe it's the line six. No, it's a line six where it talks about, um, in order to create peace on earth, then we first have to have harmony and peace within us. And that's like my big desire. I really want to, um, help people to find that peace within themselves because that's how we have the biggest impact on society is to just heal ourselves first or not heal ourselves, but be, have peace within ourselves. And that will radiate out into the universe. And so it's just, I just love how every time I dig into human design or, or learn, like revisit a gate, I learn something new about it every single time. Yeah. I love that. I was just saying on the last podcast, it's like, it, it never gets old. Like I, I check my gene keys. I reread them or listen to them all the time. And every time I'm like, whoa, there's something new. There's something new. You know, it's just so beautiful. So tell us. When you first learned about your, you know, like your your type, strategy, authority, um, and maybe even profile if you want to talk to it, um, what came up for you straight away? I, I love this question because I know for me, I'm like, when I found out I was a 3-5, especially the line three piece, I'm like, ugh, I don't want, I like, I know that's real. I live it all the time, but I don't want to be told it. Um, so tell us a little bit about when you first came to your design, how you kind of reacted to it. Or what came up for you? What what first came up for me? Well, first of all, the 
as far as being a manifesting generator and jumping from thing to thing and having multiple interests and stuff, I resonated with that a hundred percent and the fast paced energy. Um, but what I struggled with was that waiting piece. So the waiting to respond to the manifesting generator and then being an emotional authority and having to wait to make decisions. Um, there's a part of me that I don't, I don't like waiting. Like sometimes I have a lot of impatience, which is something I'm still working on. So that's been the biggest piece that I've had to learn to integrate is the waiting, the slowing down. Because there is, there's a lot of fast energy within me, but then there's also a lot of waiting for divine timing and letting life unfold without um, pressure or, or you know, stuff like that. So the waiting piece Mm. took me a bit to really connect with. Yeah, I think there's so much of so many manifesting generators, especially ones that have a channel direct to the throat. I think we do. We find it really hard to to slow down. And and I know for me, I remember my mentor saying, so you have to just slow down, take everything a little bit slower, walk slower, speak slower. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, But yeah, it's been such a game changer such a game changer just and it's funny isn't it like the slowing down piece when you're first told that you think wow then you, there, for me there was this perception that I would be going at a snail's pace everywhere but if I actually reflect on how my behaviors changed um I haven't necessarily slowed down much I'm still moving at a very quick pace but it's a different almost like rhythm or gait because I don't like react in the moment. I just slow down, I wait, I respond. And then when I respond in the correct timing with the correct decision, then it's like I can leapfrog a couple of other steps that I would have had to do if I just forced myself to do it straight away. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost like there's an awareness. So there's an awareness around the decision-making process. So I'm more aware of of what's going into making the choice and how I've already been responding. And a really great example that I use a lot is I've been interested in tarot for a really long time. And then you had Liz Zamorski on NHDX like a year ago or a year and a half ago. And I, I couldn't be on the live call, but I watched the recording. And I remember 15 minutes in, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my gal. I adore Liz Zamorski. Yeah. And so I kind of put that aside. And then I was doing my morning meditation and I use an app. And in that app, there was an advertisement for a tarot course that they that they were doing a tarot course. And I was like, you know, if I do a tarot course, I want to take it from Liz Zamorski. And I did my meditation. And later that day, I'm checking my email and Liz just started a course, an intro to tarot course. And I didn't even read the email. I just signed up because I was like, okay, this is the universe. This is my answer. So this is the step that I'm going to take. And Mm -hmm. so there's just more of this awareness in the decision-making process. Oh my God. I love that. And I love it because I think There is this piece that we, you know, I talk about a lot is like paying attention to the external clues. So we want to, we want to pay attention. We want to see the breadcrumbs in front of us, but you know, what you've just so beautifully um, articulated is that although the things are happening in our external reality, we still have to check in with the body. We still like follow, just wait, wait until that, that, that solar plexus or that clarity actually um, appears. And then, you know, you know, you just know, I love that. It's such a great story. So when you first 
from from when you started your experiment back in 2021 and you were playing around with the all the knowledge or not playing around, but when you were learning everything, diving in, how has your behavior changed? And what I mean by that is like, what is it that you used to do that you don't do now? What is it that you didn't used to do that you do do now that is more um, in alignment and, you know, living living your design? That is a really good question. And, and there was there was a lot of me that was living in alignment to the fact that I, I wasn't really living in a lot of my shadow at, at the time that I found human design. I had done a lot of inner work and I had done a lot of releasing of that lower frequency energy. So for me, it was really about um, where I noticed it most was like in relationships and like in my relationship with my husband and how, um, and how I react. And, um, I've noticed how, like when I'm, when I, when things happen in life, I'm not, I don't react so terribly. Like I'm taking things more in flow. I've kind of like, I've done the slowing down piece and I'm living my life more in flow and trying to work with trusting divine timing and, um, and just kind of living with the pace of the planet. I not even the pace of the planet, like with earth itself, Mm, like I'm slowing down and, um, and not letting things out of my control get me all wound up and and angry and frustrated and all that stuff. It's like it's life. It just happens. Like right now, our our home, our RV is in the shop. We're 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 not able to stay in it. We had to rent an Airbnb for a week. It's still not done, you know, but we we just have to roll with the punches and just take it day by day. And in following my design, it, I've been able to do that more easily if that makes sense. You know, I'm not as reactive. Yeah, I love that. that. Makes sense. It makes so much sense because you know, it's really interesting. I had this incredible um another session with Jess Babako, we were working on my intuition. We were doing this um, for those of you that have worked with Jess or doing Spark right now with our community with Jess. You're doing the seven planes meditation and we got to the angelic realm and I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy shit balls, because I've got Metatron, I've got Archangel Michael and I've got Jesus standing there, right? And one of the messages that came through is like, you're unplugged. That's why your voice is important. The reason I tell that story is because I think that's exactly what you're saying, Nicole, is that it's like so many of us are so plugged into the matrix. We're plugged into our conditioning. We're plugged into the media, our governments, this message that everyone wants us to hear. And again, what I so deeply believe is that human design is this opportunity for us to unplug, like take the plug out of this you know, on whether it's resourceful or unresourceful, we've felt like we've needed this support system that that has conditioned us to be a certain way. Um, and what I think you're talking to is that it's like unplugging and getting back into your own authority, like really being able to say, well, you guys can rush past me or you can be reactionary or you can scream from the highest buildings, but I'm just going to stay here on my path because I know I have an important mission. Um, so I can't be drawn into everybody else's. Does that feel like it resonates? hundred percent. Like that gave me goosebumps a hundred percent. And and we've even noticed it in driving. Like since we've kind of, we're not living a traditional life 
you know, we've kind of stepped out of the matrix, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And even like we've been in smaller cities for, <clears throat> excuse me, for the past month, like months. And we've started to come back into the bigger cities and you can just feel that rat race energy and the people rushing around. And, and there's a part of me that's like, why, why are you rushing? What are you rushing towards? You know, you're just able to kind of slow down and enjoy the process. Even when things are difficult, if you can just slow down and enjoy the process and just um, look for the the gifts in every incident in anything that happens there's always there's always something that you learn or um there's always something positive in, i feel like in everything that happens mm, i love that and i agree 100% and it's funny because i feel like i'm one of those people i sometimes reference probably not so much these days but in my early days like i do have one of those charts that has more of the challenging gates in it and i think the greatest gift of that is because I've learned that my attitude is up to me. So what I bring to the challenge is totally 100% up to me. Um, And if I choose to struggle and complain and blame, then that's my choice. But if I choose to see this as an opportunity to grow and evolve and, you know, even find the shorter road through to integrate some of the, you know, shadow parts or learn or overcome a fear, then, you know, bring it on. Attitude is everything, I really believe. 100%. It's not what happens to you. It's how you react to it. Exactly. I love that. So let's go just a little bit deeper into your chart and talk about how how have you worked with your incarnation cross? How have you sort of, um, I don't know, studied it and then integrated it and lived it? I know you already referenced that once you started diving into it, you're like, oh, that's what I do at work. But how have you amplified that? How have you brought it more into your life more consciously? So um, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm doing the imperfect action and um, starting to trust my voice, which was something that was really difficult for me um, early on. And I, I was having a hard time like speaking up and, and trusting my voice. So um, I started a podcast and I did that podcast through um, following my strategy and authority. I had two different people say to me, oh, you should start a podcast or why don't you do a podcast? And so I was like, okay. So I've taken the imperfect action to trust my voice and to start that podcast. And then the other thing that I'm really working on right now and focusing on is I have gate 55, which is the gate of spirit. And it's probably the gate that I struggled with the most because it talks a lot about moodiness. And that was a word that I struggled with because I've never really considered myself like a moody person. Um, My emotional wave is the 59.6, which is a really subtle wave. And so um, since I I don't, I've gotten rid of a lot of those lower um, frequency energies, I don't have big spikes in my wave. And so that moodiness part, I didn't really resonate with, but then I did notice that I, I have like energy patterns where I have more energy and I want to be more active. And then I have times where I just kind of want to do nothing and I want to binge watch a, a show on Netflix or, or something like that. So I've really been working on honoring my moods. Um, but then something else that I recently realized too, is that the other side of that gate 55 is like romance. And I've always loved love and romance and I love, I love yes, I love love stories. I love stories of people falling in love. 
you know, I, I've lived, I'm living my own love story. And so I've really resonated with that piece as well. And then, um, the 59 of, um, you know, just kind of owning my victim state or overcoming the victim state and realizing that there's, there's a gift in every experience and, um, and that really, um, it's all about opening your heart and um and when you open your heart then that allows you to be intimate with others whether that's a romantic relationship or whether that's a business relationship or a friendship or or something to that effect and and um and now i have a deep desire to help other people to to let go of that like i can see in people the fears that are holding them back. And I really have a strong desire to want to help people to overcome those fears and to open their hearts so that they can um, just radiate that love. Mm. Oh my God. I love all of that. It was so good. And I love like you're actually speaking your design and it's this piece that I talk a lot about in my community that understanding the difference between being out of your comfort zone and being out of alignment, because you know, like the whole podcast thing. It's not like it's super easy. Like, yeah, shit, I'll just do that. But it's so in your design. You've got a line five in your design earth. So you're here to use your voice. Like that's what you're here to do. And you've got the 3420 and you've got the 5720. So you're so here to use your voice. But it's that difference of, well, it feels uncomfortable and aligned as opposed to, you know, it feels uncomfortable and I really should be doing this or it doesn't feel correct for me. Is that fair? Does that resonate with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I've done like 13 episodes and I'm still not comfortable with it, but I still keep plugging away and taking that imperfect action. That learning that from you was also huge. Like just taking that imperfect action and moving forward towards your dreams. It doesn't matter how big the step is. As long as you're taking that forward movement and that forward momentum, it will have the biggest impact over the long term. So yeah. I'm doing a lot of imperfect action right now because there's so much stuff that I want to do and I, and I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out. So I'm just following the breadcrumbs of my strategy and my authority as I try to figure it out. Mm, I love that. And that's it, you know, you know, taking imperfect action towards our dreams. It's one of my highest values for a reason. You know, if people ask me about my success, like, what did you do to become successful? I just kept turning up every day. You know, I just kept taking imperfect action. I know who I want to become. I know the impact that I want to have. And I just keep turning up. And the more I listen to my strategy and authority, the less, the more winning I'm doing and the the learning, you know, is is plateauing a little bit more, um, but in a good way. Uh, I'm not falling down quite quite as much, but I also love just to point out some cool things about your design as well, like as a line three. And you guys, as the audience know, I mean, my family and I spent a year in a caravan traveling around Australia, but it's just cool to see another line three. Like we're not designed to live these conventional lives that we are designed to sort of be a little bit more adventurous and, um, you know, live live in that way. So, so, uh, Nicole, how can people like obviously as one of our HDX amazing coaches, we you can access uh, Nicole's details on our website. Uh, if you want to, you can people can book un, un, blah, people can book unpacks with you, can't they, Nicole? 
They can, yes. Yeah. Um, I do the unpacks through the HDX and then I I do the podcast and um and then I'm inside HDX answering questions and trying to help people out that way as well. I love it. So do you want to tell everyone what the name of your podcast is and maybe where they can find you on whatever social media you use? Sure. So the podcast is called Living My Human Design. And it's on all of the major podcast networks. It's on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of that. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and it's at Living My Human Design. And um, and then you can find me on my website too, which is livingmyhumandesign.com. Beautiful. And we're going to put all of those links in the show notes, of course, for those of you that want to get in touch with Nicole or maybe follow her journey or her podcast. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your human design experiment so far. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, thanks, everyone. I trust you got what you needed from today's episode, and I so look forward to having you here with me on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.